0: Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and we are midway through October. It blows my mind. The Lions are winning. I sure hope the Cowboys win tonight if you're listening live. Send them some love. Gets you on my good side. There's a lot of chaos in this world right now, and I am feeling it. And I think everyone in my world is as well. There is, it's just bad news everywhere we turn. And I want to talk about color codes. I use them with my clients in so, so many ways. And I have been working, for those of you who know me well, I have been working hard to connect with police and security in Colorado to learn more, um, to educate them more about mental health, to learn more about the legal system here, and to work together, to collaborate, to connect, because there is a lot that goes together between mental health and the legal system. There, There's just a lot of overlap. And as as I learn more and more, color code's go in both worlds as well how often have you heard codes when you're watching the tv show or a movie when they're doing something with the police what that are numbers numeric codes um there's all different types of codes and why do we use them we use them to explain something in a simple way right a code lets A group of people know something is going on, right? Something bigger, something more elaborate, something that requires a longer description in a shorter way, right? A fire alarm means that we have to exit the building, right? We have all these symbols to let us know something, a stop sign, a green light, all of these things tell us what we are supposed to do in a simpler way, right? And so with my clients in my workshops, there are so many things I use codes for because a lot of times, whether it is a situation that maybe someone's overwhelmed and at a loss for words, a code can be a simpler way to communicate something, Teenagers can be moody and irritable. A code can be a simpler way to communicate something, right? There's so many reasons that codes can be helpful and asking for help can be difficult. I use code words all of the time when I do that workshop or talk and a lot of times colors are a very very simple way to get something across or communicated to someone and a lot of colors can can often be universally understood right red is fiery it is generally a powerful color. So my clients will often use red to mean moody, crabby, leave me alone. And we 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 can't use a code without letting people understand or know what it means, right? So we have to give people the symbol and then the translation for what it means, but something like pink is a little bit of a friendlier color, right? So red might mean leave me alone. Pink might mean give me a hug, right? It's a softer, friendlier color. So I've been using colors as codes. I see numbers. I thought that numbers were codes for police. I have no idea why, I guess maybe I've seen it on NYPD Blue or some sort of police show. But through my recent interactions with police in Colorado, I have learned that they also use colors. And why do I care? I think we all should recognize and know what to do in situations I was in a situation a few months ago uh, where I was traveling and I was at the Denver airport and the train that you have to take to get from where you walk into the airport to your gate to the terminal got stuck. We've all been on airplanes or situate elevators that are stuck. I'd never been on the train and I could see everyone starting to panic and I had to, do a little bit of calming down because when you see a lot of people panicking it can take a scary situation to scarier really really quickly and i feel like that can happen in stadiums in stores large stores right so what would you do if you were somewhere if you were in a walmart in if you're in colorado in a king super if you're in other states i don't know in michigan i think That's Kroger for, I don't know what that is in other Midwest states, but if you started hearing codes, I, knowing me, I think I'd panic. I think I'd know something was going on. I think I would know that the staff was communicating something to each other that they didn't want the customers to know. I would think the same thing in a school, like the staff is communicating something to each other that they don't want the students to know. And is it ever good? Can it ever be positive? What do they want to know, want each other to know that they don't want everyone else to know? There's something going on here. My mind goes to those places. So here are some of the codes that, at least in Colorado, in my brain, anyone listening, translation from Sam, get out. Get out now leave the building um exit stage left immediately right um a guide for color codes in Colorado code black means that there is extreme weather code white means there's an injury on site who who is injured by the way is it a customer is it somebody who works here code brown Code brown, to me, what what color is brown? I'm saying red is emotional, passionate. Pink is friendly. Code brown means there's an act of violence. I don't care who that's with. Get out now. Code green means there's a hostage situation. Code blue is a bomb threat. Therefore, I did not name this episode code blue, by the way. I was going to Medically speaking, that makes me think of an emergency. It makes me think like code blue death. So I didn't want to name the episode that because that makes me feel all sorts of emotions connected to losing Jim. And I didn't want anyone to have those. Code red, fire, right? Red, fire, emotional, bad. Code orange, chemical hazard. Code Adam, lost child. That one doesn't get a color, it gets code Adam. Are any of these good? Like I said, leave now, exit. What does code brown stand for in a store? Like there's no messing around with any of these in any way, shape or form. Why don't we let everyone know probably for exactly what I'm saying because they don't want mad chaos panic. But if you're me, if you are like me, if you're someone who has anxiety, if you're someone whose imagination maybe runs wild, if you overthink, what are you going to think when you hear a code with no explanation and you know, if you're like me, that they're letting certain people know something's going on and not others? Like, I, again, am going to think something not good is going on. And they don't want everyone to know. And that can't be good. So what is my point here? If you hear something in these situations, it's probably a good idea to get to your loved ones and to get out. If it's a bad weather situation, do you want to be in the store or out, right? Like if it's bad weather, I'm probably at home not driving, and I've been that way my entire driving life. If I know bad weather is coming, I I avoid. I, in Michigan, was trapped at work 30 to 40 minutes from home and had to drive home in such horrible situations too many times that 30 to 40 minutes absolutely more than once took three hours. One time it absolutely took three hours. And it's not even the time it's the terror it's the am i going to make it in am i going to get to an exit if i was on the freeway and it was really bad am i going to get to an exit to just take the main roads i wish i didn't go to work i would rather have stayed home been safe and not been on these roads today i've learned from those mistakes And I don't go on the roads if there's bad weather. I now work from home. I do work out of the home. But if there's potential bad weather, I don't want to put myself in that position or you for that matter. You don't want me on the road driving in my state of mind in that situation, right? So consider those options. There is so much in this world we don't get to control right? We're living through a lot of it in real time today, this week, this month, this year. If you have options, if you do not have to drive, if you can work from home on that day, if you have compassionate employers, if you don't have to send your kids to school in those conditions, don't. It's not worth it. It's not worth risking anyone's safety, right? If you're sick, right? I have had this for over two weeks. It's not worth anyone being around my germs, right? We've lived through all of COVID and we don't even know the long-term effects. I have people who have lost people to COVID. I have people who have had it and are living with long-term repercussions that we still don't understand to this day, memory side effects, breathing side effects. We don't know all of the implications, right? So if you can stay home when you're sick, do. We don't have to put other people in danger. We don't have to suffer through feeling sick. I have a teenager who said, my mom doesn't let me stay home And I said, did you ask, right? Sometimes we're afraid of the conversations. It's not worth feeling miserable sitting there. Are you learning when you are really sick? Are you paying attention and and concentrating? Does everyone around you want the germs? And parents, do you want your kids getting worse, feeling sick? It lasts longer, right? So what are all of these codes for? Why am I talking about this today today? There's just so much. We're dealing with Israel. We're dealing with people's anxiety about Israel. We're dealing with people feeling unsafe, going out to concerts with shootings, with bomb threats. We're dealing with people not feeling safe in school. We're dealing with people not feeling safe talking to their teachers because anxiety and depression and grief and mental illness and all sorts of disabilities are invisible. And I have been talking with teachers and principals and administrators about the fact that it is our job. It is the adult's jobs to be reaching out to the students. It is difficult to ask for help as an adult. It is difficult to ask for help as professionals. So it is certainly difficult as teenagers, as students. It is our job as the adults. It is our job if someone has missed school and they are sick to reach out and say, do you understand the work that you've missed? What can I do to help you catch up? It is our job to see if the quiet students understand what we're teaching. It is our job to reach out and make sure the ninth graders know who to turn to and know and feel comfortable talking to their teachers. It is our job to reach out to the 10th graders and the 11th and 12th graders. It's tough growing up in this world. It's tough being an adult in this world. I'm turning 50 next month in a few weeks and I'm bold and outspoken. And I sometimes say to my friends, let me bounce this off of your brain. Let me run this by you. Am I overreacting? It's tough being a woman, a female in this world. It's tough having anxiety in this world. It's tough. It's 2023, almost 2024. Social media makes things look glamorous and people compare to any and everything. And there are people who think life is a breeze. It is our job to let them know and remind them that we all are going through it every single day and life isn't easy for anyone. And if we are making it seem like school is easy, if we are making it seem like life is easy, then we're failing everyone. It is our job to ask the questions. It is our job to have the conversations, whether it is uncomfortable or not. If you are a teacher, you have 30 students learning 30 different ways every single hour, and there are people in your classroom who are too polite to speak up. There are people in your classroom who are embarrassed because they think they're learning the wrong way and they don't want to look different than their friends. It is our job to reach out in a way that doesn't embarrass them. It is our job to call the parents if. They aren't turning in their assignments. I have parents reaching out to teachers because they didn't know that there were missing assignments. Thank you parents for doing your job, but it is our job teachers, administrators, counselors, psychologists, social workers, please. I am told every single day that I go above and beyond and it has finally sunk in that I do. I do. I do all of these things because I believe that it is our job. I believe that it is my job to work not only with my client, but with the spouses and the teachers and the doctors and the families and the bosses, because it is the whole person who I am working with. And all of those parts are a part of the whole person. Maybe there are some things that go beyond your job description, and maybe it doesn't fall into your paycheck. But if you're working with kids, if you're working with humans, they have feelings, they are dealing with things that you aren't seeing. And you are a human being with emotions and compassion. And you're dealing with things that we don't see also. So maybe there's something a little bit above and beyond your job description that you can do to make someone's life a little bit better, a little bit easier, a little bit less bumpy today. And certainly if you are in the education field, if you are in the health and wellness field, think about what you might not be seeing. I don't want to hear code red and code blue and code brown and have to evacuate buildings to find out about these things. I want us all to be asking the questions. I want to be able to have conversations that might not be easy, but are necessary. I want to know if the silent students are okay. I wanna know if they're understanding the way that we're teaching. I had someone who didn't understand the benefits of extra credit until mom explained that there would be a whole lot less homework that you have to do. And thank you again, mom. But teachers and administrators Let's let them know why we do these things. Let's let everyone know. Not everyone learns and understands the same way. It takes one extra sentence. It takes an extra minute. Please reach out. The students who are causing trouble and making your job difficult are doing it for a reason. Their behavior is telling you something. They might be causing a ruckus. I understand it's frustrating. I promise you it's because something's going on. Maybe they're bored. Maybe they don't get it. Maybe they're not getting any sleep. Maybe something's going on at home. And maybe it isn't your job to be the one dealing with it. Please send a referral to the school social worker. Send a referral to see someone like me do more than send them to detention. Do more than just notice the problem, recognize that there's a reason for it. The kids who are not speaking up are also not speaking up for a reason and recognize that that is happening. And again, figure out who can ask that question. The parents care, send a note home, send a referral to someone like me, or the social worker. And if there isn't one at your school, I would love to have a conversation with someone to figure out why. If it's not in the budget, let me make some noise. We need to be helping out these kids. If you are working at a company with adults, the same is true. There are people working for you who are not doing so great today and they're afraid to speak up. Maybe they're calling me from the bathroom crying at their lunch hour or from the car because they don't feel comfortable going to you. Who can they go to? The people who are not speaking up might not feel safe doing it. Maybe, maybe you can just ask how their weekend was. Maybe you can just ask what's going on in their life. What they do for fun when they're not at work. Maybe you can get to know each other. The people not speaking up are not speaking up for a reason. Maybe it's just because they don't feel like anybody at the office cares. The people who are causing a problem are doing it for a reason. Maybe they don't feel like anybody at the office cares. Maybe they need to learn differently. Maybe they don't understand something. We need to be having these conversations. Thank you so much for being a part of this audience and this community. I appreciate every single one of you and have this audience for these conversations. Um, If there's anybody who cares in your world and who wants to make a difference, please share this episode. Please let me know who in the communities wants to be a part of conversations like this. We need more people working together, having these conversations until next time, always be ruthless. Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me. Truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the ruthless movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hab community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week.